is America a house on fire? Yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Stratus IP studios here in lovely eastern Indiana, don't let cyber attacks or outdated business technology put your company at risk. Schedule your one-on-one consultation with yours truly at briannicholshow.com forward slash Stratus IP. Well, the past three years have really put Americans at uh, each other's throats. And we've really seen the tensions increase and increase and increase to the point in this uh, post-pandemic society, you go talk to the Biden administration, they'll tell you, no, we're not past a post-pandemic society. Please give us the emergency powers still. But that's a conversation for a different day. But you look at where we are today as a society, and yes, we are absolutely divided. Trust is at an all-time low. We are, in fact, a house on fire. And talking about that brand new book that he has just authored, joining us on The Brian Nichols Show from Free the People, Matt Battaglia. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for having me on. Uh, yep, right here. I got my copies in this past week from a printer. Very exciting. So, uh, yeah, glad to be here. Thanks oh. for that's a great intro. <laughs> Thank you. And got, glad to have you here. And uh, we're looking forward to digging into, yes, your brand new book, House on Fire. I'm excited to hear about it. But before we get there, do us a favor, Matt, introduce yourself to the Brian Nichols Show audience. And what brought you all the way from talking, I guess you, I guess we now we have to go back to folks. You were recording me apparently back when I was over on Matt. Kibby's free the people. We don't remember that though, because it was pre, you know, pre-COVID. Well, no, it was right in the thick of COVID time. Excuse me. Yeah. So memories are all shot. But now you're here writing a brand new book. What's got you from there to here? Um, well, uh, this this um the graphic novel is how I processed uh those past three years. Mm. And uh it's been basically my I put all my thoughts and on what was going on into into this comic. Um so yeah, I've been working at Free the People for I guess since we started Free the People, um, and I produce a bunch of documentaries there, and I produce Kibby's show, Kibby on Liberty, which you can find on Blaze TV and our YouTube Free the People. Um, but um, I've been drawing comics for forever, and House on Fire is my first solo graphic novel, um, and. Yeah, it was uh it was really it's it's what I did under COVID. <laughs> other than, <laughs> so. Some folks gained 40 pounds, other yeah. folks like got divorced, other folks just like had complete mental breakdowns. You wrote a book. Uh-huh. Pretty darn cool. And not just a book, a graphic novel. And uh before we get into the actual book itself, let's kind of go back to Free the People cuz I, I want to take mm-hmm. a second and talk about the great stuff that Free the People does because I mean, I was on Matt's show, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Kibbe on Liberty back in, it was, it aired uh, January 6th, 2021. You can guess that my episode got usurped by something. Uh, but with that being said, you know, you look at all the great things that Matt and the organization are doing from telling phenomenal stories like, uh, the story of our awesome Congressman Thomas Massey and, uh, him going off the grid, uh, to stories of, of black persecution and criminal justice. And we have to tell these stories, right? If you look at, how people connect to issues. It's through stories. It's not through facts. It's not through figures. It's not through good ideaing them to death. And that's why I'm so, so excited for what you guys do at Free the People because this is stuff that actually gets people to pay attention. 
Yeah, I mean, I would. I'm. Thanks for mentioning off the grid. That was a first project that I uh, like long project that I directed and edited, and it still. I think people still look at it today. Massey still always tweets it out, and and I think it holds up. There's a lot of stuff we learned since then. Um, but uh, I, I recommend people check that out. I also did a um, documentary about a restaurant um, slash bar in New York under COVID called All We Have. And I view House on Fire as sort of it's it's very much spiritually in line with that. Um, uh, the um, Schnitzel House, which is a restaurant in New York in Brooklyn, um, we just kind of profiled all of the troubles that they were going through at that time. And uh, I think a lot of people are trying to memory hold that. And so I think it was really important to have a visual record of um, of what went on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm. I, recommend people watch that i i think it goes well with house on fire well we tell this to the folks here in the brian nickel show audience all the time and say it with me now folks if you don't set narratives somebody else is going to so we don't respond to narratives with narratives we set them right so when we look at why it is so important for us to tell this story you're a hundred percent right it is because there are so many folks out there who are memory holding this or just trying to rewrite history entirely so if it's not on us to to go out and actually speak the truth of what actually happened who who's the ones that are going to do it. So that's why we're doing right. what we're doing here at the show. And thankfully that's what you guys are doing over at free the people. So let's go ahead and talk about this brand new book house on fire. So Matt, give us the context of the book. You said that it is, you know, basically your experience as you've gone through these three years of insanity, which we've all unfortunately had to experience along the way with you. Talk to us though about the book itself. Give us some groundwork. And, and obviously, you know, the, the, the energy that you've put into this, I'm sure it speaks to what a lot of us have felt over the past uh, three years as well. I wish I could say uh, I could describe the book better than you already have. Um, the <laughs> but um, it, you know, plot wise, it's a simple it's a simple book. It's a man trying to get uh, medicine for his wife in a uh, post uh, apocalyptic kind of world. Uh there's a lot of things that I think people who were awake at all during the past three years probably will recognize. Uh, and I kind of tweak things to maybe crank everything up to 11, but, um, hopefully it's a cautionary tale. Uh, it's, it, it, I think does what most good sci-fi should do, which is that it takes something that we're living through and, um, you know, fictionalize it's, fictionalizes it enough to make it at least to make it a story but um hopefully contains some lessons for folks and now a word from our sponsors e-a-b-l-e-s Ebels. Remember that name because if you suffer from chronic joint and muscle pain like me, then Ebels Broad Spectrum CBD Oil is your answer to your prayers. Ebels is truly a game changer in the natural alternatives to big pharma drugs. And yours truly can indeed vouch for the quality of Ebels. Having a herniated disc in my back, coupled with years of sports injuries, I was struggling to find something, anything to help manage my pain. That is until Ebels. And right now, Ebels is offering a special discount to all members of the Brian Nichols show audience on all orders all you have to do is head to ebels.com and use promo code tbns that's it discount applied again the code is tbns at checkout to start managing your pain today with the highest quality cbd on the market one more time that is code tbns at checkout so let's start off the story now we don't have to spoil too much because we want people to still obviously buy the book uh, which we will give links to the book in the show notes folks so make sure you head over there but do us a favor. Give us the context. It's in a post-COVID world. 
husbands trying to get medicine for the wife. So are we in this dystopian future where society is collapsing, a la almost feeling like The Last of Us or The Walking Dead, or is it even worse? No, I think we're we're maybe 10 years off in this book from from The Last of Us or The Walking Dead. Like, we were not there yet. This is the intermediate step, maybe. Mm. Even worse, because <laughs> there's more people around that can cause more mayhem. Yeah, unfortunately, government and, and House on Fire still exists. Um, so there's, there's, you know, I, I think, um, to me, it's, it's, the book is an, it's a, uh, emotionally driven book. It's, you know, there's, there's the world building exists, but, um, I'm not getting caught up on all the technicalities of, uh, what's going on. You said COVID. I didn't say COVID. <laughs> um, you know, if you can read it and may, if you would like to think it's smallpox, go right ahead. It, it's, the, the disease itself doesn't matter. The the thing that I was sort of the thing that I was working out in, uh, for myself while making this book is, well, what are the things that I'm most afraid of that are going to stick around after after this, you know, after sort of government lockdowns and the the really the response to covid. And so so that's really what I was kind of working out in my mind was, um, you know, how much worse can this get? And, and, um, you know, are we going to be stuck on this cycle forever? And so I tried to run this cycle down a few more times and, and tried to, um, fictionalize it. The thing that always was difficult for me was every time I'd sort of start working on the book, um, something new would happen that would then make, whatever I was putting in the book, just completely true. Oh, and so it was, it was always difficult. You're like, I don't want to write in a, a biography of, of right. the future or like a you know history book. That's not even the history yet. You're just, you're, you're, you're at this point, you're Nostradamus more or less, Matt. We're going to, we're going to be, be as blunt as we can there. Um, but I mean, talk to us about the book, you know, where we are in the context or context of society. You mentioned 10 years or so before the end of society. So, <laughs> What what does government look like? What does society look like? How do you interactions between? Uh, are we a free people? I guess I was gonna say between free people, but are we a free people? Ten years before the collapse of society, what does that look like? So you know, to to me, you know, it's what's um what's funny, and the thing that that I was teasing out, and and now having uh, over the course of of the past few years, we I lived in the city, and now we just recently moved out of the city into the suburbs, and uh, um. So one of the main themes in the book is sort of the guy going from he's, you know, leaving his rural house and heading into the city in order to acquire uh, a uh, drug of some kind. Um, and the sort of the and none of this is this is all background that was in my head. So people can read into the book, whatever they'd like. Um, but the thing that I was playing out in my head is that it always feels to me like the cities are, you know, will hoard certain certain kinds of supplies. But in the book, he's making a drug exchange, and uh, I won't spoil what he is is using. But my thought is is that cities can only grow certain kinds of things, and uh, they can't grow other things. So there, there, there's playing off of these economies of, um, you know, as we're seeing today with with all the supply chain issues and things like that. Um, one of the things that we interviewed Massey a bunch of times during the sort of the thick of the pandemic, and he was always worried about um, food supply stuff. And it took a while for his concerns to finally hit, but they did finally hit, you know, beef prices went up and everything. You can't find eggs right now or you're spending a lot of money for eggs. Um, so 
again, I was just basically taking a lot of what I was seeing and, and playing it out further. There's a whole segment and encounter that's based around sort of the show your papers to get in, you know? Um, so, so to me, I think that the, the conflicts that we're seeing today are between rural and urban settings and, um, you know, the book spawned out of, I did a road trip from where I was living in Philly to Texas, where my dad's family is. And my dad and I drove RV down to Texas in the sort of midst of 2020 and the stark difference between how Philadelphia handled things. And then as the further and further you got away from city centers and seeing how different life was, uh, that's where the book really started taking shape in my head. Whoo, man, that's hitting home here, eh, folks? Uh, (laughs) Now, the audience has heard me rant and rave for three years because I, too, lived in Philadelphia there, Matt. Oh, I was actually over. Yes, I was in West Philadelphia. um, Okay. And whoo, man, yeah, you're right. The the city (laughs) was just completely ass backwards compared to what you're like a functioning society it should be and then as soon as you go into more rural areas i.e i visited newcastle indiana when we had our Mm -hmm. we're libertarians pool party out here and all of a sudden i'm like wait people are acting normal there's no masks everywhere people aren't (laughs) afraid of everybody people aren't making everybody Uh stand six feet apart and screaming at each other or making each other wear plexiglass face shields like Oh, you mean you can drive down the Ben Franklin Parkway and and you're going to see people there in Philadelphia completely masked up, even though Uh they're outside the Uh insanity, Matt. It drove me crazy. And then you couple that with the businesses closing, the rise in violent crime. And especially Mm -hmm. this is the part that scared me and why I frankly ended up moving out of Philadelphia was because it was completely random violent crime. It's like little Uh kid leaving McDonald's gets hit with stray bullet or lady sitting on front porch with family gets hit with straight bullet like there was no rhyme or, or reason for it or you get out of your car and someone you know smacks you up beside the head and jumps in your car and steals it which is your personal which... experience correct yeah <laughs> tell us about th- now tell us about that really quick just because like I, I don't think some folks understand truly now this is to our more i'd say our, our, <laughs> our country rural friends who they did not understand the context of what life not only was like during covid but also how bad things have gotten since covid so please just help Give some more context so people aren't just thinking it's Brian ranting and raving about Philadelphia. Well, it's funny because um, so like oh, so it, since you lived in Philly, um, I, the 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 sort of main location that's in the book that he goes to is there's that abandoned not it's not abandoned anymore power plant outside of Fishtown. Oh my god, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's now it's now it's it's condos. Yeah, but um, but you know, at the time it was still abandoned, and so that's a location in the book. And so the book is very much you know set in Philly, but it's never named. And 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 so yeah, I mean, one of the reasons why we got out is that people are just randomly carjacking people. Like, and I you know it it happened to me. They didn't take my car. I they didn't you know, they couldn't get it. I locked it because I'm <laughs> whatever. And I just was, I was on the phone with my 95 year old grandpa who won't, he, you know, takes hours and hours to get him off the phone. And so I wasn't paying attention because he's yapping and yapping away. And, and so then, you know, so they, 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 you know, I got, I got a uh, hit and then I turned around and they run away because they couldn't get in the car. But, you know, now they're doing it at gunpoint mm-hmm. in, in the neighborhood. Um, and, um, you know, and this isn't a nice neighborhood, technically, like it's not, you know, people are 
it it's pretty you know gentrified i guess is is the honest way to put it yep. and so um i guess that makes it obviously an, an easy target i suppose but um it, oh not only is it just, gentrified but it's also some of the most progressive elitists amongst yes. the philadelphia class of folks there because i had you know in-laws who lived in that area and they were you know, very uh-huh. progressively left but even they after originally when you got your covid vaccine that was like your green card to go back into functioning society and they're like right. oh well we were good people we got our shots so now uh-huh. we can go out into society and walk our dog without masks on and they just got the dirtiest looks and they're like but we got vaccinated and people were like well you're not virtue signaling hard enough and and then oh yeah like that's that is absolutely that type of person so i mean i'm sorry i don't mean to say like it could happen to a better person in that area but i mean you vote what you get for i guess i guess it's just it's crazy i mean um my my sister still lives in the the neighborhood and like one of her friends got her uh uh you know because they can now hack like a certain like i guess a couple to certain models of kias like you can yep. hack without a key and someone she knows had their cart stolen it was found you know just littered with needles and everything and completely torn apart so it just but i i you know you talk to anyone living in any almost any city in america right now they're they're experiencing the same things um yep. so again i hate to say it but I was initially going to take out like there's a violent altercation that sort of is the linchpin of House on Fire. And uh, I was I was initially thinking I wasn't going to have it in there. And then uh, what happened to me happened. And I was like, well, <laughs> I, I already jinxed. I like like the, if it already had like I can't me drawing it. It already happened. So if I I was worried I was taking it out because I was worried things were coming true too much. And then <laughs> it was like, well. Okay, I didn't commit it to paper yet, and it happened. So now I can commit it to paper, and it's not going to happen a second time, I guess. Better not happen a second time. (laughs) Oh my god! Well, and here's a scary question, right, Matt? And let's make it really real, like that. Now, for folks who are hearing that, and they're like, "This sounds like a dystopian, like third world country." It is. It is this awful place named Philadelphia. Um, No, (laughs) well, just how bad is it, folks? By the way, they used pictures of. Philadelphia specifically, I think it was Fairmount. I could be wrong. I, uh-huh. no, I think it was. I think it was Fairmount. Was it Fairmount? I got double checked. But anyways, they had a bunch of people who were all just drugged out on the side of the, the street, and Mexico is using that as a like a, a don't do drugs ad, right? That's how bad things are in Philly. But I digress. Yeah. Talking about the, where things could be, though, right? Like folks who are yeah. hearing this and they're like, "This is worst case scenario." I can imagine. No, let's talk about House on Fire. How far? Is Philadelphia or, you know, just in that example where, you know, we're ex- showing where things are to mm-hmm. where you are in in House on Fire? How many years, how much social decay, how much civil unrest are we away from where you end up in in the book? So are you saying that 10 years is too optimistic? Whew, that's a good question. <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to, uh, re- reconvene after 2024's I, election, it, huh? You know. That's the, uh, I guess that's the, um, that's why I had to make it is mm. because it, it, it um, you know, w- w- one of the things that I think about as sort of, this might get a little, sound a little, it's going to sound pretentious, but whatever, we're going to, I'm going to go here, is that the responsibility of artists is to, is to kind of uh, take in the times that you're living in and, and attempt to hold them to account or to uh, reckon with them in some way. Um, 
you know, thinking back to even post 9-11, think about how much art was made grappling with 9-11, grappling then with the war on terror, um, grappling with the sort of the Patriot Act, um, things like that. There was a ton of stuff being made that was dealing with it, commenting on it in, in creative ways and different ways. Um, and I haven't seen any of that um, about COVID. I haven't seen enough of it, at least. I mean, so to me, I had to make something dealing with this um, because it's affected everything in a way that I don't know that people appreciate. I mean, I, I would assume listeners of this show do, but I, and people in our world do. Um, however, you know, I thought that with House on Fire, it's I think it's a very accessible graphic novel. Um, I'm not telling you what to think or anything in it. I uh, this is just a story about what could happen, I guess. And um, I hope you know the way that I formed it is I want people to be able to read it and reflect maybe on their what the past few years have been for them and and hopefully come to some conclusions of their own um you know i obviously have my thoughts about it you know but uh i just i just want to give people some sort of space to think about it uh about what happened and i don't see a lot of art doing that i i remember um i'm a huge bruce springsteen fan i'm originally from new jersey so whatever um but the rising and magic were great records um his magic record uh dealt with and commented on you know the the horrors of the endless war that uh just ended uh what was when did we pull out of iraq was that last year was that this year i don't remember anymore timelines messed up but like how there has been nothing said about these things for Mm. so long. And that's how the people in power and government gets away with um, murder. I mean, it's literally murder. That's what they do. So if you, if we're not creating, creating art and creating pieces that will outlive us a little bit um, to say like, Hey, this is a warning. um, I I think we're kind of, um, you know, derelict in our duty. So. Amen. Well, and that goes towards exactly where I was going to start things off as we wrap things up for our final thoughts. And that is, you know, we all went through this over the past three years, right? This isn't one thing that's, it's isolated to a specific country, specific Mm -hmm. state, heck, specific county, right? This is literally everybody in the world experienced COVID in some way, shape, or form and I think it's indicative on us, exactly as you said, we have to, Matt, enter into these conversations that people have been having, whether it's internally with their friends or their families or their their political groups that they're a part of, but to then tell the story of not just what happened, and, and but what, what could happen, right? Where this road that we've been on together could lead us if we continue down this path. We don't want your book to become a history book. We want your book to stay fiction. So how do we do that? Well, I think we, we do that by making sure people are aware, right? A lot of yep. folks, uh, I mean, one thing I love about what I've been doing over on YouTube with the YouTube shorts is that I've been trying to take things that are sometimes hard to understand or things that people just don't, un- like they don't know and present it in a quick, easy way that somebody can go, oh, really? 
hmm, it makes you think, right? That's what this book I'm hoping will do, is get people to stop and think. Even the folks that would be, I would say, on the opposite side of the COVID conversation. And I know you don't mention COVID. I'll mention COVID because I think it's that important to talk about. Um, But like, we, we, I think we have to bring everybody to the table and at the very least try and encourage the conversation. Now, will the conversation happen? I don't know. I'm trying to make it happen. I've had a lot of friends who have, you know, given me many hand signals, one finger in particular because of that. However, <laughs> I'm still trying. I'm still trying to get people to, to, to wake up, but yeah. I know that. When I do that, there are folks who are going to shut down, but there are folks who are paying attention. There are folks who are consistently watching and are starting to have that chink in the armor cracked more and more and more as they start to say, wait, this doesn't make sense. And they're seeing how bad things are getting. So that's my final thoughts. Matt, what do you have for us for your final thoughts? And also, where can folks go ahead, continue the conversation and also go ahead and grab their own copy of World on Fire? Um, so, okay. House on so, fire. Sorry. That's okay. The <laughs> well, world is on fire, just so we're was, on the same page. It's a global book. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, I guess to just add on to what you were just saying, um, that is, it, it's also what's really important about what we do at Free the People is, you know, again, um, trying to make these ideas of liberty accessible to people in new ways. Um, you know, again, I, I highly recommend watching all we have. It's uh, I think it's a really powerful documentary um, and it's it's one of those pieces that reminds people of what what occurred um, and, and and check out the rest of our stuff because it's you know, we're 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 trying to to make ideas accessible to people. Um, House on Fire is available. I think it's out in comic book shops March 18th and then it is uh, on sale uh, in bookstores everywhere, uh, March 28th, I want to say. However, you can pre-order it right now. Run to um, your Barnes Noble. Uh, you can go to Amazon. You can, um, honestly, if you Google House on Fire, Bataglia comic book, um, a billion options will, 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 will pop up to to um, as places to order the book. Uh, you can get it at Target. So, you know, if you're like me and you are constantly running out to buy diapers, um, you can just add it to your target cart. And so when you go and get other household things, you can pick up um, a a great comic book. Um, So, yeah, you can get it anywhere. Check us check check my other work out, obviously, on Free the People, freethepeople.org, our YouTube channel. And uh, my website is mattjbat.com. I think that's also pretty easy to remember. But um, please buy the book. It's uh, really important to me. And I think that it's, um, I hope it's important to you. It's uh, it's short, so you can read it pretty quickly, I think. But um, I put a lot of effort into it, and I, I hope it's a rewarding experience. So. Amen. No, well, thank you for doing that, right? And we've talked about this many a time here in the show in recent weeks and recent months. We have to have these cultural conversations because everybody else is. And if we're not, then... 
Who are we to think that we can just change the game by doing it differently? Oh, we libertarians. Goodness, we can be so silly sometimes. But uh, yes, no, Matt, it is so important for uh, for folks to be doing what you're doing. So thank you. And uh, folks, please do me a favor. If you got some value from today's episode, well, two things. Obviously, go ahead and share today's episode, blah, blah, blah. But number two, this is the most important thing. Please go buy House on Fire, not World on Fire, though that does sound like a good uh, <laughs> sequel book sequel. To, yeah. Yeah, to House on Fire. So I'll get my royalties. Uh, hopefully in the mail in 2028 <laughs> pending societal yeah. collapse we shall see Matt uh, but otherwise folks yes please house on fire link will be in the show notes now I know 99% of you are listening to the program here on the audio version of the show do me a favor click the artwork in your podcast catcher it'll bring you over to today's episode over on briannicholshow.com where you can find all those aforementioned links plus you can find the transcript of today's episode the video version of today's episode which can be found over on Rumble on Odyssey and over on YouTube YouTube, but all I ask is when you're there, do me a favor, hit that little subscribe button and notification bell so you don't miss a single time we go live. And with that being said, the conversation, if you're joining us here on YouTube, is not over. It will continue right here as I will be stopping by the Kibbe on Liberty Studios there over in Washington, D.C. way back in 2021. You can check out our conversation. I say our conversation. It was yours truly sitting down with Matt Kibbe where we discussed how we can use storytelling to help sell liberty. You want to go ahead and learn how to do that. Click the episode right here. I will see you over there. But if you're here in the podcast version, please, thank you. I don't know. Just, I really appreciate you for doing all you do, folks. You guys are the what keeps the lights on. So just thank you for everything you guys do. That being said, Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Matt Pataglia. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to the Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support.